0: The pin.
1: Daddy?
2: Yes, dear child?
1: (laughs) What did you do in the war?
2: Well, I worked for the propaganda unit, so I devised slogans such as, Daddy, what did you do in the war? to make fathers concerned that their children wouldn't be impressed by their wartime careers.
1: So you didn't even fight? That's backfired. (laughs) The Pin. Well, that's our first sketch. Hello everyone, I'm Ben. Next to me is Alex and together we are The Pin. Alex, why the wry smile? Well, I'm just thinking about that little situation.
2: (laughs) That cheeky youngster's caught his dad out there.
1: (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) There's nothing brilliant about the humiliation of a war hero. Good point.
2: The child should be hanged. No, no. No, no, no. He should, he should be made king now. No. Something, Something in the middle. In the middle, in the middle yeah. yeah. You focus, Alex. Sorry, Benny, I know tonight's important.
1: Indeed it is. You see, dear listener, tonight BBC Radio are cutting one of their shows. So we've come up with a plan to make us indispensable. This episode won't just be fun, but also informative.
2: We can hardly get cut if we
1: entertain and educate... Educate. ..learning already. Yeah. <laughs> So first up, to stave off the axe, here's an educational skit. Uh, I'll be playing a sperm and Alex will be playing an egg. Hey, sperm. Oh, hi, egg. Here's something interesting for you. Oh yeah? Did you know that the volcanic eruption that preserved Pompeii (laughs) lasted a whole 24 hours? Well, that's a full day.
2: (laughs) Well, you're certainly hot on your history.
1: Not as hot as that magma. Good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I thought
2: it might be a bit more to do with reproduction, but yeah, still good. Still good stuff. The lesson there, guys
1: volcanoes. What, and humility? Oh, really? Yeah, uh, my sperm character was wearing a medal which he didn't mention once. (laughs)
0: The Pin.
2: The art of the assassin is the art of timing. We'll reach Westminster as the King leaves, mingle with the crowd and plant the bomb undetected.
1: Glory will be ours
2: this day. Quite so, my friend. Ah, Big Ben, we are close. And it's one o'clock, so plenty of time before the King departs from... Oh, it's two o'clock. Well, that that still leaves us good time to three o'clock. The day's flown by. All right, quickly then, we should... How is it four o'clock? I mean, we left straight after breakfast. That, well, we really should hurry then, as the king leaves at exactly
1: half past, the king's gone. <laughs> Bloody hell. Are, are there sometimes uh, delays with the ceremony, maybe? Oh, quite so,
2: Gibson, quite so. Not all is lost. If we hasten now with speed, and it's basically night time. <laughs> well, how is this possible? That means we've been walking for eight hours. No way. No way is it that late. If you think that genuinely the weirdest day of my life... Not even surprised now. How are we not starving? All I've had is a slice of toast. So it's 11 at night. L- let's not mince words. It's 11 p.m. Can we just take a moment to recognise it's a full ten hours later than we actually thought surreal. <laughs>
1: Utterly surreal to hear another chime. I mean, Gibson, what what do you make of all this? Sorry, I've just been really enjoying this uh, busker's fine bell ringing. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. It wasn't Big Ben. We do still have time. Oh, no, he only comes out at midnight. My body clock is worthless. (laughs) OK, guys, here's a lesson in self-defence. I'm going to run through a little self-defence tutorial. Alex, mate, I want you to pretend to be a mugger. Okay. Okay. I want you to come at me and ask me for my valuables. Now, watch what I do. It's not going to hurt. Right? Okay. And watch what I do, guys. I'm going to turn that situation around in my favour in one very, very simple move. Here we go. Um, oh, wait! give me your wallet now. No. Let's have some of this Christmas pudding, Grandma. Now that's a lovely evening in. Now, cool. Wonderful evening in.
2: And with, um, with a great
1: lady. And
2: obviously, yeah. If, if the mugger's or if the mugger's not your grandma, then then why have you invited
1: her around for Christmas? Simple Smart question. <laughs> now, with every home makeover I do, the best part is showing my client the finished product. So, Greg, I can't wait. Let's step through to your new living room.
2: Oh wow. Now, how about those curtains? Th- they're perfect. They're perfect. Wow. And, and this is the rug from the catalogue. The
1: exact same, yeah. And we've got the lighting fixtures you like. No, and they're lovely. Yeah. They lo- work really well with the antique sofas. Don't they? So the floors are laminate, but they can. Sorry. Wh-
2: yep. Sorry, what's that, um, that frame above the fireplace? So that's,
1: that's what we said, like a painting might go.
2: Yeah, but um, not a painting of you. <laughs> well,
1: well, it's not just me, is it? It's me and. Um... My wife. Yeah. <laughs> Holding hands. No. So, I mean, you wouldn't have to put that there. Well, no, I definitely wouldn't put no. it there. You could put it in the uh, dining room. I'm not putting it anywhere. No. Not oh. a fan of the acrylic oil blend, that's what? fine. No, it's not... It's acrylic oil... Sorry, did, did you paint that? Uh, well, that sort of depends on what you mean, because the, obviously the original layout of this room was is classical in form, but... Um, did you? Yep. <laughs> Why? Why does anyone fall in love?
2: I'm tempted to give you the benefit of the doubt there and assume that you've fallen in love with painting. <laughs> and uh, not- Joanne. But you know her name. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, the gorgeous Joanne. And gorgeous has rather sealed the deal.
1: <laughs> Why are you both on a unicorn? Oh uh, I think that's just because, um, in my mind at least, that would just be such like an amazing experience. <laughs>
2: So hence your speech bubble saying, this is an amazing Amazing experience.
1: experience. (laughs) Oh yeah, I've forgotten there's a speech bubble on this one. (laughs) This one? Okay, fine, just show me through to the bedroom. Sure, follow me through to the bedroom, or as I'm now calling it, the art gallery. (laughs)
2: The pin. Now guys, in the spirit of informing as well as entertaining, here's a bit of news. The Royal Mint are changing the historical figure on the new batch of 10 pound notes and that got me thinking. Personally, I reckon they should commemorate the original designer of the £10 note by putting him on the new notes, holding up his famous (laughs) creation of the first £10 note. And actually, on that original £10 note would be the picture of the guy who designed the first £5 note, so he'd be on there, on the note, within the note, within the note, holding up the first £5 note, and then on that note, there'd be the guy who originally designed the first £1 note, and on and on and on and on, all the way back
1: to the Middle Ages. (laughs) Who would you go for, Benny? Brunel. Now, this next sketch... (laughs) is is a bit of a history lesson for you guys, so I'm just going to give you some context. It takes us back to 1604, true story, when James I was about to ban theatre and bear baiting. Uh, Although, actually, that's made clear pretty quickly. I'm James I, it's 1604, and I'm about to ban theatre and bear baiting. (laughs) Mr Shakespeare, as our leading playwright, I just wanted to give you a heads up before the big announcement. Thank you, Your Majesty. I mean, like the bear baiters, doubtless you're disappointed, but my decision is final. If I could make one
2: request, sir...
1: Yep. Could you maybe not
2: announce the two bands uh, at the same time? Why not? Well, um, it rather implies that theatre is on an equal footing with bear baiting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're both entertainments, so... (laughs) 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 Yes, yeah.
2: But I suppose there's a sense, isn't there, in which theatre is rich metaphorical storytelling and bear baiting <laughs> at its
1: best <laughs> Is a bear being poked in the face
3: All right,
1: yeah, very, very good. I mean anyone can use clever words to make one
2: sound better. Well, well no, but I can. That's what I'm saying <laughs> but anyone can hit a chained up bear so I look forward to your next announcement. Listen up, everyone, I'm promoting women's liberty and the right to
1: piss yourself. Well, OK, firstly, rest assured, the right to piss yourself is going nowhere. Not my I point, mean. not what I'm saying. <laughs> look, well, mate, we could have this debate for forever and a day. A but...
2: phrase I invented uh... whilst bear baiters were busy giving defenceless animals black eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you wear your heart on your And another one. I mean, how many phrases do you think bear baiters have invented? Probably just, me hit bear. <laughs>
1: All right well there is good news too I read your Hamlet and I think its noble themes of uh, legacy and mortality mean it deserves to be heard in a one off performance Okay well no, well no that is lovely to hear oh. And for the same reason I'm also letting someone chuck a tomato at a pig I hate this period <laughs> The pin. There we go, quite interesting stuff there. And if you'd like to know more about the great bard, then I suggest you order yourself a copy of uh, my book, uh, which is called Shakespeare, Writer or Baker? Um, (laughs) in, uh, In which I argue that he's the former... Now, uh, Alex, we've done a very good job, I believe, educating so far, but we can't lose sight of our duty to entertain. And then next up is the swimming teacher sketch. Oh, I love this one! Yes, Okay, but um, my point is just remember to perform the big reveal line as clearly as possible. Yes, such
2: a good twist. You think it's one thing, and then actually... No, 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 I'm not gonna say, I'm I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say. I'm I'm just
1: saying on that line, give it a bit of a
2: Big delivery, sure. God, it's such a great reveal. (laughs) All right, let's do it. You here for the swimming lesson, mate. Yeah, that's me. Sweet. I'm Nile, and I'm your teacher. Great. Oh, are we in lane three? The lesson is in lane five. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: now, have you brought? No, your... sorry, stop, Alex. That's not the reveal line. <laughs> is it not? That the lesson's in lane five.
2: Bit of a reveal for the swimmer.
1: <laughs> nice nah, new information for the swimmer. But yeah.
2: <laughs> Imagine if he had dived into lane three. The incorrect lane.
1: Okay. I okay, well, okay. Let's
2: just start that one again. Um, see if we can improve on it. See if we can perform it correctly. Often the best way. So underplay the lane reveal. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not no.
1: The, that's not the reveal. That's not the reveal. Look, just look further down the page. Oh yeah.
2: He- right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Real twist. Yeah. Well, wacky little situation in the pool. Uh, here we go. Okay. You here for swimming lesson, mate. Yeah, that's me. Sweet,
1: I'm Nile, and I'm your TEACHER! No, panicked. <laughs> you no, know, mate, just let the sketch carry on. You'll, you'll remember it when you see it. I mean, yeah. you, you did write this sketch. Proud so. to say so. <laughs> here we go. You here for swimming lesson, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's me. So you just throw it away.
2: Sweet, I'm Nile, and I'm your TEACHER.
1: Great. Are we in lane three?
2: The lesson is in lane five. <laughs> now... Have you brought goggles? Oh no. Do you have any spares? I don't. I tend not to use them myself as I'm a ghost, but you can borrow from reception! <laughs> <laughs> oh, they keep a stock of spares. No,
3: that's not... Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ghost was revealed, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheeky spookster. Yeah. It's why you've titled it Halloween Halloween Swimming. swimming. Yeah, it would be... (laughs) Sir, the clock is ticking. Unless we release Ramon, the cartel will kill the Prime Minister. God, we can't let that bastard go free. We're running out of time, sir. We can't let the PM die, either. Sir, I need a decision here. Damn it! why do I have to decide? Because, sir, uh, you are Mr Peter Rickson, Hughes Ginley, Adam Edwards, Duckington, Markson, Westington, Morley, Ilbert, Ucklesworth, Bamble Boone, Marcel, Patricks, besto, Higgart, Pardon, Illsworth, Hinkley, Davington, Brysdale, Winkworth, Sunley, <laughs> Tethers, Crook Green, Queenly Myers, Hugdale, Jr. The director of MI5, and you have 40 seconds to make the decision, sir. Okay, okay, okay. God, I'm
2: I'm impressed you remembered my full name, by the way. That's quite tricky. 30 seconds, okay. okay.
3: Um,
1: All right, yes, fine. We'll we'll have to release Ramon. Okay, just sign your name here, and it's done. Okay. (laughs) 20 seconds, sir. Just sign your name. Sorry, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. Ten seconds in a way. I'm as far as Duckington. Okay, the Prime Minister will be executed. I'm uh... trying. Yep. I'm trying. Three. <laughs> two. <sighs> one. We're too late. She's gone.
2: That's rough, isn't it? <laughs> and you know what? I only got up to Bambleboon, so it's not as if I was even close.
0: It's Alex and Ben. The pin. Now, it wouldn't be an
2: educational episode without a fascinating interview. Benny, I've managed to pull in a hero of mine, the world-famous concert pianist, Constantin Kavros. Hello, Mr Alex, Mr Ben. What an honour. Wow, here we are, the big interview with Constantin Kavros. So, Constantin, fire away. <laughs> I'm sorry. What would you like to know about the pin, mate?
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe if you interview me. Okay, OK. Us to you. Could do. Um... Come on, Alex, mate. This isn't exactly Parkinson, is it? No, no, no. no, It's cool.
2: Um, I've got it now. OK, here's a question, Constantine. Um, I'd love to teach any kids listening the alphabet song. Can I just check this is how it goes? A, B, C, D, E, F, G... Well, that sounded like C-C-G-G-A-A-G. This might be tough if you don't even know the alphabet.
1: (laughs) Alex, did you know that this bloke was illiterate when you booked him?
2: Booked him? Oh, no, no, I just found him backstage tonight.
1: (laughs) What? No, you were meant to book someone a month ago.
2: Yes, no, I know, Um, but then... um, I didn't. (laughs) Well, Um, let's at least have a song. Good idea, what would you like to play?
1: Not me, Kavros. The pianist, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Constantine, what would you like to play? OK, maybe a list? Not a list, choose one. <laughs> Chopin? Shop, do your groceries in your own time then. Mozart? Oh, if you want
2: a big coffee, get one afterwards.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm trying to join in, what's
3: no, the no, game? No, no, sh- <laughs> I've,
1: I've not enjoyed this. All right, this next sketch, um... Uh, Sorry,
0: sorry, I I thought that tonight I would be Constantine, mate,
1: Constantine, is it that you don't know where it is or that you don't know how to physically get back in it? What? Your box. (laughs) You don't want to hear Beethoven? Why would we want to go skiing? i just explained to you, that's not how this (laughs) works. All right, Constantine, as you're clearly absolutely hell-bent on turning our show into a piano festival, there is actually someone playing a piano, a little baby grand, in the background of this next sketch. So, you know, make yourself useful. Ambassador, before we go into the dining room, could I have a word? What is it, Dixon? I should warn you, sorry. Constant, constant mate. Constant, mate. Be quiet if you could, pal. Just okay, look. sorry, Mr. Ben. Okay, no, it's just, um, it's a question of respect. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. I should warn you that their attaché has a rather unusual and amusing hat. Sorry, it's still too loud. Constantine, Constantine, when I say in the background, this little scene is happening in, in Westminster and the piano is being played in a basement flat in Croydon. So... <laughs> uh, I'd be amazed if that was audible.
2: Yeah, probs best just uh, take a seat at the back, Mr Cavros. Oh, this is like musical chairs. It's demeaning. Demeaning of fun, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that sketch was clearly ruined by the pub tinkler, so here's the next one. (laughs) Thank you, Gary. Uh, Final score here tonight is 3-0. I'm joined by Darren Gray, Brimsby's top striker. Streaker. Hence the nudity. Exactly. Back to the studio. (laughs) I'm so sorry to do this over the phone, but I saw your CV and I thought... What a cracking butler. I don't want to let this guy go. No, no,
2: fine, and I'm I'm still very much available,
1: so... Terrific. Well, I just wanted to ask a few questions. How
2: can I be of service? Oh,
1: classic butler.
3: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I've got your CV here, and I just wanted to ask about... Oh, yeah. Um, under ethnicity, uh, Lumiere, you've written candlestick. <laughs> so... S-
2: sorry, what's the question?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I guess if pushed, the question is... Uh, are you actually a candlestick? But obviously, I feel like a bit of an idiot asking that. <laughs>
3: mm.
1: <laughs> but but obviously, I do want to find out. So
2: I'm an experienced and welcoming butler who also happens to be a candelabra.
1: And you honestly think you could be head butler at Buckingham Palace? Name
2: one part of the job that would be difficult. Making a bed. Get a teacup to do it next. <laughs>
1: OK, but that's not really doing it? No,
2: it? it's delegation. But, sorry, you'd rather a candle make the bed. It'd be burnt to a crisp, my friend.
1: More or less exactly my point.
2: So we're agreed. Next job I'm apparently unable to perform.
1: Uh, taking the queen's dogs for a walk?
2: Tie the leashes round my golden waist. Next. Well, who does the tying? I refer you back to teacups. Why
1: do they do everything
2: you say? Because they lack confidence. Next. <laughs>
1: Uh, carrying a suitcase up a flight of stairs. I've
2: got arms, boy.
1: Well, so you just carry it? Lit. Sorry?
2: Would my wicks be lit? Uh, does it make a difference? You tell me. Does the Queen prefer her luggage burnt to a crisp?
1: <laughs> OK, well, not lit then. They're always lit. What? Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And yet
2: I'm the one saying it. Huh. Funny. So... Have a bag the job? No, not
1: at all. Rigged. Rigged interview. It's not a rigged interview. You've, you've said you'd burn everything to a crisp. Please. Please what?
2: Have a heart, I suppose. <laughs> I literally work for a monster.
1: Well, I'm sorry, mate, we're not a charity for candles.
2: Well, I'd sure as hell like to know who is. <laughs> I've just got off the phone with Amnesty International and apparently their logo of literally a candle <laughs> does not mean they help candles. <laughs> Look, I'm going to have to go. This phone's melting in my hand. (laughs) And I actually got a burial to conduct. A burial? Yeah, when I heard I got this interview, I high-fived a teacup and, well... Burned to a crisp? Quite.
1: The Pin. Now, guys,
2: time for an educational workshop to teach you a skill all performers have up their sleeves. Improvisation.
1: We'll begin by reading out some zinging dialogue from our favourite spy thriller, then seamlessly transition into an improvised... Ending, here we go. The thing about you MI5 boys is your bark's worse than your bites. You're the one barking up the wrong tree. Oh, there's a tree, all right, and a noose with your name on it. The name,
2: your price. You're priced out the market. I'm the market leader.
1: Your lead's gone cold. Oh, we're just warming up. Well, it, <laughs> if, it's, if it's warm, then that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and it's minutes. T- just thinking too many, too many cooks. Ki- yeah, go on. So um, if it's
2: kitchens. If, if, opin- if it's my opinion that it's too warm,
1: then. Oh, yes. <laughs> What's this? How? A- you, you. Get are out you, of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen. I'm not going to get. If it's too hot in the if kitchen. If it's too hot, hot to handle, then you.
2: If, the if a too musician, on, then you, not, should we- you should wear a big glove. <laughs> And scene. It's as
0: easy as that. <laughs> the two Ronnies. Uh, no, this is the pin. Sorry, I was just thinking of shows I actually enjoyed.
1: <laughs> Phil, I've got to say, your course on bartering has been amazing. You've turned my whole idea of the art of haggling upside down. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Well, look, let's
2: settle up. The cost of the course is £100. I'll give you twenty-five grand. Done. <laughs> I love running this course.
1: You enjoy that scene, Alex? A little sketch? That sketch? Oh yeah, big time. Lovely bit of fun. <laughs> hmm. I'm glad you thought so. But um, there's actually a bit of a lesson to be learned here. Sometimes there's more to a sketch than meets the eye. Let's see the end of that funny situation again, this time in full. OK. I'll give you 25 grand. Done.
2: I love running this course.
1: Well, as I say, thank you. I've really enjoyed the course. Good. Uh, right, I, bet I best get going. Oh, really? Busy day? You in- Yeah. Well...
2: Enjoying the sun, um, most of the sun?
1: In a sense, yeah. It's actually my mum's um, funeral this afternoon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, no, it's, I mean, she was of an age, but right. it's um, still obviously very tough. Yeah. Did,
2: um, were you... Um, I mean, did you, did you speak a lot, speak, speak, to keep in touch with her? And
1: yeah, yeah, and no, we were very... Um, <clears throat> yeah, we were very close. <laughs> hmm... Not so amusing anymore.
2: I genuinely didn't know anything about that.
1: Amazing. Well, a good lesson learned there that sketches all too often serve as shrouds, masking a hideous truth we all choose to ignore. Listen,
2: Dan, Garcia may be the world champ, but you're the best young boxer I've ever seen. You're going to knock him out. Thanks, coach. Now, the only thing I'm concerned about is the weigh-in. Really? I'm in shape? Well, no, no, it's not that. It's, it's your trash talk. It's awful.
1: What? No, you're the one... Shut, shut up. Get...
2: Get a big... Get lost. This, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, if Garcia taunts you, you need to be able to give it back, not stutter nonsense.
1: N- non-s- nonsense? I'll show you a... N- you cheeky... I'm a wicked le- legend, but... <laughs> What the hell's that? Oh, I'm just trashing the... T- trashing Take the bins out, sir.
2: Okay. OK, don't panic. We can train for this. Right, I'm Garcia. We're squaring up at the way and the camera's right there. What's your comeback when he says, I'm knocking you the
1: hell out? Ooh, naughty words. <laughs> From knock it, knock it, knock, knock, knock. Who, who's there? A uh, an enormous n- number, if you can imagine, of filth, filth. You're not, if you're not busy, let's get lunch. Don't invite time to lunch. Welcome to lunch. Keep lunch oh out of it. I've already eaten, and cold biscuits was a weird dinner. Okay,
3: we'll Why is the
1: shopping centre creepy Dan, at night? We'll stop there. 17 bags of rice, rice. conveniently lined Convenient. up. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, really don't, I Yes. Just doesn't sound right, no, does it? not 100%, no.
3: All
2: right, don't worry, just keep shtum, let your boxing do the talking. Okay. Uh, What about my nickname? Yeah, it does feel like a mistake to have gone with Wit of the West.
1: (laughs) The pin. Well, we're coming to the end of tonight's episode, and I can only hope that we've been educational enough to avoid being the show that gets cut. So, uh, thanks, everyone, for... You right?
0: Sorry to interrupt. Ooh. I was That's... just looking for the bar, actually. The bar?
1: Oh, right, this is,
2: sorry, this is the theatre. The bar's just the other side of the corridor. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah.
0: I've just had such a rough day. Oh,
2: really? Yeah.
0: I used to produce a show called Orchestra Tonight, but we've just been cut. Our pianist never turned up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: uh, you haven't seen him, have you?
2: Oh. We wouldn't know anything about... Uh... Pianist
0: Is that him? That there? is,
2: yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah. The great man.
0: Please help me. <laughs> oh, the whole time he's been here in your rehearsal. Oh, oh recording. What you're actually broadcasting. This is the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And my show got caught. Uh, indeed, which means we did it, we
1: survived the chop. And we did it by being educational. No, you didn't. Oh, really?
0: Did no, 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 no. You did it by stealing somebody else's guests. That's
2: right, that's it, Constantine.
0: And, and you've just let me wander on. I mean, your show is a lesson in what not to do.
1: Mm, yeah, not educational at all, is it? Being a lesson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh egg, Uh meat face. <laughs> You have done real damage to my career. Uh,
1: could you email that to me? Because um, I, um, I, I collect, sort of, on my computer, I collect, like, quotes and bits of speeches that bore me to death.
0: <laughs> so, no orchestra tonight? Mr Kavros, I am so sorry. It's probably best if you come with me. I'm confused with BBC.
2: It's A-B-C, mate. <laughs> Well, Benny, we did it. We survived the cut. It looks like all our problems have been completely solved.
1: Yep, until the next episode, new problem, similar
2: narrative arc. Mm. <laughs> I'm just pleased I finally got a taste for Dutch marmalade. That's a different... That's the that's Dutch the marmalade mar- episode, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yep, we should definitely have been cut. <laughs>
0: The Pin was written and performed by Ben Ashenden and Alex Owen and featured Steve
3: Brody and Joe Emright. The producer was Sam Bryant and it was a BBC Studios production. It's now over.